All right, well, welcome back to the Latte Librarians, where your caffeinated co-host will take you from cup to cover. Welcome to episode four, right? <laughs> it's either Can that or- do that? Yeah, go I ahead. <laughs> I think it's episode five. Remember. Let I me look. I think it's five, but I said four and I was like, oh. <laughs> Let me look at Spotify for podcasters. Okay. Uh, by the way, we gained one follower on Spotify. Um, We're gaining followers on IG. I'm really excited. Yeah, same. We are on five. We just had four. <laughs> new year, Great. new shelf was four. I love it. Okay. Well, let's try that again then, shall we? Yeah, we're on single. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. Record scratch. Woo! <laughs> All right, well, welcome back to The Latte Librarians, where we take you from cup to cover. Uh, today is episode five, where we are going to talk about our book review and thoughts on Crossed by Ali Condi. Um, we're really excited, but first, Anne, how are you? How was, how was your week? Uh, I'm good. I'm tired, um, but... I'm doing good. I'm in my husband's heavy fur jacket that he got for Christmas. Uh, <laughs> I I love how that looks. It looks really good on you. Thank you. It's so cozy because it's freezing in the room I'm recording in. And so we both were like, yeah, I'm going to need it. <laughs> yeah. Yep. I love it. Yeah. Did you do anything exciting this week? It's the new year. We are now head in deep diving into 2024 yeah which is wild we're already a week done <laughs> that's I so know. weird anyway do you um, have any anything you've done uh no not particular well actually it's not me but and uh-huh. ash knows this person too our best friend now has a rock on her hand. Yes, I remember. Oh my goodness. Yes, one of our mutual besties. Um, she got engaged over the weekend. And we are just we just we're so happy. We saw it coming for a while. We knew it was gonna happen, but he he did a great job. It it was just incredible so we're so happy for her but yeah i guess that is exciting news yeah she got engaged like the like she got engaged the day before my husband and i celebrated one year of being engaged yeah so she got engaged on january 6th and my husband and i got engaged on january 7th of last year yeah so it's really cool to just see all of this come together and it's like wow it feels so full circle but like it's so exciting and then and you got engaged like a week later yeah exactly a week after you (laughs) yeah so we're all like right in that area also january is just they started dating like three days before i got engaged so you got engaged they started dating and then my husband and i got engaged and now they're engaged the day before you got engaged a year ago. So we all like sandwiched. Yeah, it's just, we all were like, how about that second week of January? Let's all just, <laughs> just cram right in there. Yeah. So that's really funny. Um, but 
Yeah, that is so exciting. I totally forgot that 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 that, that happened. Like I shouldn't forget, but I did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, it was so fun. Uh, it was so funny when I got the call. My husband was holding my phone because he was looking at something, and answered it. And uh, it was our best friend. And he's he looks at the phone. He's like, "What do you want with my woman?" And our bestie says, "Give her the phone." <laughs> And then my husband You're... proceeded to go oh. scream into a pillow out of excitement because we lived in an apartment and it was like midnight when we got the call. <laughs> oh. That's wild. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. She called me and she was like, I was like, hey, what's up? And she's like, oh, girl, like I have some tea, like totally playing it off as if I didn't already know which I did. Yeah. And she's like, "Oh, like I've got some tea for you." And she's like, "Yeah, it's like actually kind of a big deal and I just really need to talk to you about it." And I was like, "Oh, spicy. Like what's going on?" And she goes, Bleh. and just shows <laughs> her rock and I'm like, "Yay! Like look at you." And she's very happy. And of course, of course her fiance is going to get her an absolute boulder. Oh, All right. yeah. Now, he showed it to me when he was saving me. for yeah. it. It was huge. That is it. Yeah. Wow. Wait, he showed you? Well, I texted him and I was like, can I see it? And he goes, you can see it on her hand. And I was like, ah. He showed well, you know what? It's because you, it's, it's because you married his best friend. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's why. That's why. Yeah. Um, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> but I didn't know when it was going to happen, so I guess we're kind of even in that way. <laughs> yeah, I I mean, I found out on, like, Thursday. Like, <laughs> two days before he was actually going to propose. So I, I knew, like, within 48 hours. So it's not like it was... I had known for a long time. Yeah. It was like, I knew right before. Um, But, yeah, I it just... That was really exciting. Um... Yeah, I, I'm so happy for them, and I know they're thinking of like a fall wedding, which is like just so fun. I love the fall colors, and yes. so yeah. I'm excited for them. I, good. I'm yeah. so excited too. I I probably didn't look as excited as I probably would have been had it not been midnight and I was exhausted, but yeah. I was as excited <laughs> yeah. as I could be for being that tired. <laughs> uh. Yep. Well. That's what happens when you live on the East Coast and she's right in the middle. Yeah, yeah. When anyway, she called, I was thinking great. like, oh, it's only 9 p.m. And then I'm like, wait, actually, she's <laughs> closer. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's 11. It was 11 when for her when she called me. Yeah. Yeah, honestly, it's, 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 I'm just the one who's behind. Like, I just, I'm the West Coaster and... She's the Midwester, and you're just the Eastern Coaster. We got person. our three besties scattered across the country. <laughs> we like chunk, chunk, chunk. There's just nobody in the mountain time zone. Like Arizona, Colorado, Montana. Like that time zone, we don't have any representation there. No, we don't. But uh, we don't need it. <laughs> yeah, we're good. <laughs> All right, we're, we're fine. We're good. Yeah. Anyway. Well... Great segue, not gonna lie, um, to talk about relationship drama, chaos, yes. dramatic crud. 
all right here and crossed. We love it and we hate it. Yeah. And we've got so many we've got so many opinions about this lovely book. Um but before I before we talk about anything, of course, we are the latte librarians. It's in our name. We need to talk about coffee. We need to talk about coffee. Have you had any oh, I bumped my mic. Have you had any like good coffee today? Any good highlights this week? Just the same old, same old, like, tell us about your coffee life in the last week. <sighs> I probably should have consumed more than I did um, because I was so tired oh. all weekend. But I usually only drink, oh. like, a cup a week. Uh, or not a week. Oh, my gosh. I would die. A I was cup, like, <laughs> I was like, what? A cup a day. I was, I was going to be very impressed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, okay. I would never do that. Um, <laughs> like, a cup a day and... I actually shockingly did not have coffee today. I fully intended to make it. And then I had to give a piano lesson. And um, then after the piano lesson, I was like, oh, I have a lot of catch up work I have to do for my job. So I should probably hop on that. And then next thing I knew it was 430 and I had to go pick up my husband. I was like, well, I'll just have a Sparks instead because I'm about to go to the gym after this. So I didn't I, have coffee today. Great. Um, but what I've been doing is still doing my Walmart makeshift chestnut praline latte where I have the Christmas, um, the Christmas Starbucks coffee pods. And then I have half and half and uh, hazelnut creamer. So I love it. Yeah. That's great. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. So that that's what I've been cooking up in my uh, homemade, my home coffee shop. I don't have a shop. It's just... <laughs> I got but, you though. I got yeah, you. Yeah. What about you? What's your coffee been this week? Oh, well, the I have one big highlight. Well, so the, for the, like, the rest of the week, it was just my normal. I either went with a uh iced vanilla latte if it was kind of a warmer day um la is in this in this kind of weird phase of like sometimes it's warm sometimes it's not sometimes it's like 20 degrees sometimes it's super windy and this is just i i think of this like weather as like the teenager who doesn't know what they want like <laughs> that's how it feels they like can't the pick <laughs> yes Yes, just <laughs> like this book. There's so many segues that we just have to cross. Yeah. Anyway, but cross. I. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways. Yep. So, um, so it was like I was kind of just feeling out the weather, and I'd get either uh, an iced vanilla latte or I would get my chestnut praline latte from Starbucks. But on Saturday. I went to Starbucks. I was with a friend. She is getting married in April. Not the not the same friend who just got engaged. This is another friend of ours. And um, so we went to Starbucks to kind of talk about um, just all the events and things that she wants to start. And, you know, wedding planning. She wants to get a go on that. Um, and anyway, and so we're at Starbucks and I'm like, hey, I'll, I'll get a chestnut praline latte. And the barista was like, hey, we're actually out of the praline syrup. And that's, that was like the only, I know. Ow. <laughs> I know. Stab to the heart. Um, anyway, and he was like, yeah, we're out of the chestnut praline latte. And I was like, oh no. 
He's like, it's the only winter drink that I don't have in stock right now. I was like, you've got to be kidding me. Anyway, and so then I'm kind of like, okay, we're going to have to give me a second. Like, I don't know. I got to think about what I want. And he was like, are you wanting something more on the sweet side? And I was like, yeah, I like sweeter drinks. I I have a sweet tooth, but I also like it with a lot of flavor. You know, I like it to be rich. I don't want it to taste just like pure sugar. And he was like, I have a recommendation for you. He's like, what I'm going to do is, he's like, it's something that I get all the time every winter. I absolutely love it. It's rich in flavor. It tastes like a cookie. And um, it is a custom drink. Like, it's not just something on the menu. And I was like, oh, well, do tell. I need to know. Like, you've hyped me up. I'm sold. Like, tell me. And so he got me, uh, He what he put down was it was a venti white mocha with two and a half pumps gingerbread syrup did it taste like you were drinking a gingerbread man again (laughs) yes again (laughs) i was drowning this gingerbread i was like i blended up that gingerbread and tossed him in hot milk and that's what it tasted like but like Uh... it was better than the other gingerbread that I demolished earlier, a couple weeks ago. I know. I know. I know. I know. Shocking. Shock. Shocking. Shooketh. <laughs> I know. Shooketh. But this was, like, really good. Anyway, at, at least for Starbucks. I think that other gingerbread one that I had wasn't from Starbucks, which is why I was like, this is really good. Um, I don't, I actually don't remember what it is. I actually have to go back and listen to the other episode of the podcast to find out what my drink was. <laughs> and this is why, <laughs> this is why we have podcasts so that I can just go back and see what I said. <laughs> um, the whole reason. <laughs> anyway, so it was Oventi white mocha, which had two and a half pumps of gingerbread syrup and two and a half pumps of white mocha. And I just, I fell in love. It was rich in flavor, tasted like a cookie, but like was sweet, but it was like, it was really good. Anyway, so I strongly recommend if you want to try that, because that's actually at Starbucks, so you can try that whenever. Um, That was really good. Like that was like the peak of my week in terms of coffee. So I will try that next month. Because I whenever, spent all whenever. my allowance on bookish stuff already. <laughs> ah, that's okay. I get it. What is money? What is affordability? I don't know. <laughs> the only reason I've been to Starbucks this frequently this year is because my husband blessed me with a $100 gift card for Christmas. Yeah! yeah. <laughs> I know. I know. Oh my husband gosh. husband points right there. Yes. I was, I was like crying i was like thank you you have no idea how much this means and he was like listen it came out of our bank account so it costs the same and i was like no 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 no, it's free he's like no 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 don't girl math this on me don't girl <laughs> math it it is not free guys so, her husband's anyway. already great but like this just gave him an extra gold star <laughs> like yes my in-laws got me a Starbucks gift card, too, and I bought a Tresnut Praline the day I got the gift card. <laughs> I know. It was, like, Christmas Day, and I was like, babe, there's a Starbucks open. Let's get Starbucks. <laughs> and he was like, are you kidding me? 
He's like, this this gift card will last you four days. And I was like, no, I'm not that crazy. And he's like, I don't know. You're pretty crazy. Mine uh, lasted me like three days. I still got a lot days. of it left. Yeah, mine lasted yeah. me like three <laughs> days. So I'm not yeah. much. <laughs> uh, we yeah, well, love anyway. That. But yeah, so I, I have been enjoying Starbucks for free. Free. Yeah. Air quotes around free. Yeah. Because is it really free? No. But, you know, it feels free to me. What's I even... also get, like, double the... Oh, well, go ahead. What's even more girl math is if you use a credit card to buy stuff. Because then you're like, well, it's not coming out of my bank account. <laughs> and then you're like... Uh. <laughs> but it's fine. It was all within budget. But still, that could make girl math go even more girl math than it already is. <laughs> Girl math is just one of the funniest concepts I think that we as human beings have ever come up with. I think it's hilarious. Yeah. I saw a video of a lady who was doing girl math and she went to a store, purchased a gift card of like $200. So it was a $200 purchase and then went shopping with that gift card and then bought $200 worth of items with that gift card and ended up spending up a little extra and... And the guy was like, that's not free. She was like, yes, it is. He's like, no, it's not. You just, you, if it's a gift, then maybe. But the fact that you went and bought it. Yeah. Like, it's coming directly out of your bank account. She's like, no, you don't get it. It's a gift card, which means all these items are free. And he was like, I can, I, I, what? So there is like some extreme yeah. girl mathers that I just, I, that shouldn't be in stores. Yeah, I can't get on that level. But like, I I did do the credit card one time because we had extra after um, we'd already taken care of it, and so I was like, hey, in my brain, this is not doing anything. But I'm getting a new book. Yeah. <laughs> uh... Yay. Okay. Well, we've sidetracked long enough. I just we needed to talk about that coffee, and I needed to let you know about that recommendation about drowning. The gingerbread man again. Um, yes. So anyway, yeah. But be, like, I love that we were on the topic of relationships because that just is so fitting for this book. Yeah. And it's just so fitting for this, honestly, this series in general. It just, it's all relationship based, which it's great. We love it. We hate it. it it's great. <laughs> it makes us cry ourselves to sleep at night, but we, it's okay. It's, yeah. It, ah, ah. <laughs> anyway, and I would love to, I would love to give a quick synopsis of Crossed by Ali Condi, and then I want to hear your, um, your thoughts and just overall general rating of the book. You All can right. formulate your thoughts while I'm reading the synopsis. All right. Okay. So this is Crossed, which is in the Matched series. Uh, this is the second book. Um. This is by Ali Condi. It is 367 pages. Uh, it was published in 2011. So just kind of giving you guys a quick background. Um, uh, here's the synopsis. So chasing down an uncertain future, Kasha makes her way to the outer province in, in the pursuit of Kai, who was taken by the society to his certain death, only for her to find that he has escaped into the majestic but treacherous canyons. On this wild frontier are glimmers of a different life and the enthralling promise of rebellion. 
But even as Kasha sacrifices everything to reunite with Kai, ingenious surprises from Xander may change the game. On the edge of society, nothing is as expected, and crosses and double crosses make Kasha's path more twisted than ever. All right, Anne, hit us up. What do you got? Thoughts on all this? Hmm. So I rated this book a four out of five on uh, Storygraph. Okay. And it's one of those things. It's one of those books where, like, you know it has to happen. Because it, when I started this book, I was like, well, we're in too deep now. Like, you can't go back and... <laughs> uh fix anything with xander to be honest because that's over <laughs> so might as well yeah. just keep going um but yeah i liked how they did some ties into some of the characters so like how um eli reminded kai of uh Cash's younger sister bram uh and how they met hunter and um just how they all kind of like picked up friends along the way that were all uh either intending to be part of a rebellion or not intending but in some way ended up being part of a rebellion um yeah so i liked it for what it was and i i really liked there were some twists um that developed some of the characters and kind of explained more the kind of people they were like, for example, there was one section where um, they go in this cave, I think it was, and they find the samples that they had, the society had taken of people who died, uh, intending to somehow find the science to bring them back. And some people wanted to save theirs of their family that they'd found in that cave, and some people wanted to immediately destroy it. And it just kind of shows, like, even though they all don't like the society, the different perspectives on what they were. And one thing I think Kai mentioned in the book was that those people who kept their uh, samples of their family could not accept death and let go of that family. But those who did not keep it understood the concept of letting people go uh, when they die, which I thought was really interesting. Um, so yeah, it wasn't like my favorite in the series, but I definitely liked how it exposed the characters' inner thoughts, even without the chapters being from their perspective, and it helped you to really understand the kind of people they were and the ways that they developed. Not necessarily understand them as a developed character, but more in understand them in a way as how they were before they developed, like in the example that I just gave. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's really good. Um, and I think something too is I really like because um in the first book, you know, we really only have three main characters that we're dealing with. And of course we have, you know, Asha's family and we have um some other like co-workers of hers, and I know there's some like officials who are some characters, um but all in all, your primary focus is around three characters. And that's Kai, Kasha, Xander. What I like about 
the second book is it introduces more characters for you to actually get invested in and get involved in and see a lot of character development. So you have Eli, you have Indy, you have Vic, and you have Hunter. And, you know, you, you get to meet these people and it's like, okay, these are now the people that are aiding the three that we're used to. They're now the support for the core. Uh, some of them, you know, as the synopsis suggests, there's crosses and double crosses. So some are harmful and some people are helpful. And if you want to know who does what, you got to read the book. I'm, I, I'm not going to spoil it here in this moment. Um, but I really like that it's like we, the matched is like the inner layer and then crossed is like another ring around that like core. And so then it's like you have all these supporting characters. Um, and, you know, the perspectives of the chapter are only between Kasha and Ty. Um, and kind of how, you know, they're trying to, he, she's trying to meet him. He's just trying to escape. And so then there's this constant, feels like a wild goose chase the whole time. Which honestly I think is why I didn't quite enjoy the book as much as the other ones. Because I just felt like angst the whole time. I was like, are they going to meet? Are they going to meet? Are they going to meet? Oh, 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 uh, gone. Oh, missed them by 45 minutes. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, that's so frustrating. I was like, someone just take a dump and wait. And all of a sudden all <laughs> your answers are just going to be solved. Just yeah. somebody needs to just like trip and fall and just pause. AKA Kai or Vic or Eli. Um, and they just need to pause, stop running away. And somebody just needs to take a break. And then... Kasha and Indy just need to pick up the pace. Anyway, so there's a lot of that, too, where I'm like, oh my goodness, like, there's just so much going on, and there's just so much, like, anyway, so I feel like that is kind of the reasons why I didn't like the book, is because it was giving me, like, the the angst that I, I didn't like. You know, there's, like, there's the yeah. level of emotional angst where I'm like, oh, is he gonna say yes? Oh, is he gonna say no? Oh, are they gonna get out? Or are they gonna... Are they going to start dating or are they going to be together? Like that kind of angst. I'm like, I need to know what's going to happen. Yeah. But like the wild goose chase angst. I'm like, I hate it. I'm like, no, don't leave. Don't leave. No, don't go. No, 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 stop. No. And then they are gone. And then they show up and I'm like, oh, you just missed. The th oh, oh. Like, oh, and I just, I'm like, just distraught. Yeah. Anyway, but. That, I think that those emotions for me were just like, ugh, I didn't like, I, I think that's what put a distasteful feeling in my mouth. Um, yeah. But yeah, so I, I, but I really appreciated that it was like we could start to develop other characters through the perspective of Kai and Kasha, which is very interesting. You yeah. know, this whole time uh, in Matched, we had only Kasha's perspective. And it was like, okay, you know, we're watching characters develop from her point of view. And then it was like, now we can see two perspectives and watching the people around them kind of have this character development. And then, of course, book three, um, which we'll get to later next week, um, there's just the culmination of everybody. And anyway, oh, so yeah. it, it, it just, it, it it's very interesting um, I think, I think Crossed is very good, again, for how you said, which I really liked how you put that, about, like, learning 
where everybody actually is morally, where their ethical values lie, comes in this book. Yeah. So, you know, with the samples in the cave, people who weren't willing to let go, you know, it reflected more in their view of, well, I still think this has a possibility of happening. Yeah. Well, I still think that this, like, this is my only representative of this person and I want to hold on to it. Um, but again, you know, death is a, like, your people's, like, a character's reaction to death is very nuanced. And so you're going to have other issues, too, of, like, well, what if you want to keep it because you're sentimental and you just want something from them and you don't have anything from them? And it's not like you want to bring them back. You just want something. Yeah. You know, and then there's Kai, who is, he's a more extreme person. He just kind of lives in this absolutes. Like, all people are like this. All people are like this. Yeah. Except for Kasha. Kasha's different. And it's like, oh, how cute. No. Like, everything's nuanced. Um, but for him to be like, the people who didn't want to let go of the samples don't want to let go of they can't accept death. And in a lot of ways, I think that's true for some people. But for others, I'm like, I think they, I think having something from their deceased relative is, like, is accepting death. Yeah. Like, you, there's closure. Like, if, if I had a cousin who passed away and all of their things were gone, except for one thing, and maybe my cousin and I are besties, and there's one thing that they leave behind and it's like an hour, whatever, I don't know. Or maybe it's their ashes, that which would be super weird. But, like, I, I would want to keep that one thing in memory of my loved one whereas you know they've passed there's nothing i can do which i guess if you know the samples the humans are trying to bring back you know they're trying to bring back people from the dead like i can understand why he would think like oh well you know you are holding on to it because you still think that there's a possibility that they could be brought back but i don't know that is something but it's interesting society you know, you promised So I Here's think that's society... where he got that from is because he knew that they promised it. Yeah. Yeah. Which I guess, I guess I could see that too. Like of all the things to keep, you're going to keep a sample and not like any other memento thing. But it, uh, 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 that's how I feel. That's how I feel about this whole book. Yeah. It's just, ah! <laughs> so Anyway, um, yeah. Uh, okay. Who is your favorite character to watch develop in this book? I want to know. Ooh. And you can, you can think about it. You can ponder it. Um, I'll, I'll just, for the audience, I'll list some of the characters that we're dealing with. So you've got Kasha and Kai, who are our main characters. They're the lovebirds trying to find each other. They're lost. Yada, yada, yada. Um, you know, the the works. It's Romeo and Juliet, and they're trying to get back together. Um, and then you've got the little, like, 13-year-old spunky kid. He doesn't know how to shut up. He just loves talking. He loves coming up with creative ideas, and he loves pushing everybody's buttons, but in the most innocent way. And that's Eli. And 
Kai really likes Eli because Eli reminds Kai a lot about Cash's brother, Bram. And then you have Vic. Vic's kind of like this just, I want to say anomaly. Like, you just, at first you don't know a lot about him and it's like, just kind of a mysterious figure, but he's a very creative thinker and he's a very hard worker. He also is just one of those tough, like, just hunker down and work kind of guys. And so he automatically takes on this leadership role, which a lot of the other boys in this book really gravitate towards, like, just watching him be the leader. Um, But he's, like, he's a very calculated person and he's a very calculated character. Um, So those are the three guys were all kind of together and they were sent to a like a, a camp and anyway, to like work to death and um they escaped and all the things so they're running away for their lives um kasha as we know is her normal self she's just driven by this uh, scary like this this determination that is so strong that it, it just scares you you know like she just she has that determination and you're like, I do not want to get in the way of that. That's her. And we all know that, you know, like she found her purpose and it was just to find Kai. And that's her entire purpose in the entire book. And you're like, I, uh, okay. <laughs> um, anyway, she ends up going to a camp and she finds a girl named Indy. And Indy is kind of like this, she's very calculated. She's very like almost mischievous. Like, she's very quick on her feet. She's sly. She's sneaky. She's really good at what she does. She's really good at tricking officials. And um, and she's kind of just like this, you know, I, you, you don't know who to trust kind of personality. Um, kind of sarcastic. Kind of like, you know, we gotta hear or we die kind of personality, I think. Um, anyway, but she is a very interesting character to watch develop as well. Um, so anyway, audience, Indy and Kasha are together and they're both trying to escape to find Kai. And so Indy's like, well, I'll be on this mission with you to find whoever this boy is, whatever, as long as I get out, like I'm in. And that's just kind of her personality. Um, so that's kind of who our main characters are at first, like just in the, in the first like half of the book. And of course, there's going to be other characters who are introduced, like Hunter. Um, we can talk about Hunter if you want. Um, oh, Anne's giving me that look. Oh, dear. <laughs> I think Hunter anyway. is for a reached episode. <laughs> Cause... Yes. So, okay. so Hunter kind of comes later in the book. So we'll talk about him in, in the... Yeah. In the I next like episode. <laughs> next episode, we will be talking about Hunter. Because Hunter... <sighs> anyway. Anyways. Moving on. <laughs> um, so, Anne, I want to I wanna hear your thoughts. Okay, so... Who had the most development? Um... Well, it doesn't even have to be the most. Just what did you find the most interesting to read? Like, looking through the books, you were like... Ooh, that's a lore about a person I didn't know. And you're really excited. Like, just just tell me. I want to know. I gotta say, hmm, probably... It's kind of a tie between um, K- 
Kai and Indy because Kai, you're starting to figure out who he really is, where he really came from, why he doesn't like the rebellion, his relationship with his parents, how he ended up, even as an aberration, being able to live in the society with his aunt and uncle. And you kind of start to unpack him more, uh, whereas in the first book, he was just a mysterious guy who knew how to write. Cool. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I like that we were able to unpack him more. And I think, too, about him is that the author, I think, wrote him in a, such a style where he was still being mysterious, but also telling his story more to where it was kind of like creeping through the cracks, even if he was trying yeah. to cover it still as the character that he is, it still was creaking out. Um, and I really liked that because it kind of showed some vulnerability. And so you hear that in the first book, but then you also in the second book are seeing like where he came from, the kind of relationship he had with his parents and his family and um, how he ended up in the society. And like I said, it's kind of like creeping through the cracks where it's almost as if he doesn't want it to be shown, but the author is like, well, that kind of sucks for you. It's going to be shown anyways. Um, and so I like how it's, he was developed mysteriously which kind of matched his character um and I like Indy because she she feels like Kai where she's mysterious but also an open book simultaneously somehow like yeah I think you see a lot of her development in book three um, but she is mysterious, but the things that the author says about her and the things you pick up about her and where she came from, it's like she's trying to be mysterious. The character is trying to be mm -hmm. mysterious, but uh, it's not really working because the cracks are not cracks anymore. It's like an open door and then it shuts again. And then it opens again and then it shuts. And so, yeah, because you, you figure out her story pretty quickly through the crossed book, I think, and into um, the third book. Based off how she talks about her family, you kind of figure out easily what happened. Um, so, yeah, I would say those two. Um, I Yeah, I would say those two. <laughs> Yeah, I really like that analysis, especially that you had of Kai's personality. I feel like the way that the author um, writes about Kai and the like the style that she uses for his character, I think is very fitting of his personality, which I loved how you described that. I think that was really a good point. Um, and I think that's something that I, I really liked um, reading about it was because it was like, okay, you know, the author could easily just be like oh you know in Kai's thoughts he's thinking about how this had happened to him and how you know this was the thing that he saw and she could completely tell us everything but the fact that she's like oh he's like he's like and then I think about the paintbrush 
and doesn't give any explanation as to what that is, you're like, what paintbrush? What paintbrush? Who's, why do you have a paintbrush? You know? And like, he, he gives you more questions than he answers. In Crossed, I think. You yeah. know, and then in, in Reach, it reaches a culmination of like, okay, now we really understand who Kai is. Um, so, what I also really like about Cross um, is it shows that Kai is not perfect either. And that Kai can make mistakes. Um, from Cash's point of view, he's mysterious and he's perfect. There's nothing wrong with him. There's nothing off about him. She thinks everything about him is great. And she thinks that everything he does is great and all of those things. And it's like, well, hey, listen, not everybody's perfect. Yeah. And so to see to see his point of view and just to see his judgment call and to be like, you know what? I don't think I actually would have made that judgment call. I actually don't think that's the right thing to do in this situation. But he has this, he has this judgment or he has this bias or he has this. And then you learn like, oh, he's actually not perfect. You know, he's got flaws and he does things in the book that I just lose my mind over. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> so yeah and it it's it's weird and you're kind of like i wish i wish i didn't know that or i wish i i don't know like i you know what i mean yeah so i think kai is a great uh, character development one i also really liked hearing about vic and his story and his character development I feel like Vic was just, again, kind of just popped in. No introduction. He just was there in the camp. Yeah. Like, he just became Kai's friend. Like, it, well, there was no introduction for him. It was just like, I think the first chapter is like, Vic and I do this. And you're like, well, who's Vic? Mm-hmm. And it's like, you learn over time who Vic is. Which, again, you're learning through Kai's perspective. And Kai's perspective is all just one big mystery anyway. So then, you know, as you're learning about Vic, it's it's going to come in bits and pieces that might just, it might be a weird, um, you know, a little convoluted of a method of how you get to learn about Vic. Um, but I think Vic's, I love, I love seeing Vic's loyalty develop. I love seeing his um, vulnerability and trust also build. Um, because before it was like hard shell, I don't tell anybody anything. The more they know, the worse, you know, the only really thing, the only real thing he actually ever really did was just mark up his boots, you know, because in that camp, if you mark your boots, it shows how many days you've been alive and he just has the most because he's just an absolute boulder of a worker. Anyway, so I thought his perspective was really interesting too. And anytime it was like he... Vic would kind of mention something about his past. I was always like, Vic, tell us more. I want to know. Tell us more. So I thought those character developments were good too. I like how Vic was um, still in the story without being in the story because he was mm -hmm. constantly in Kai's thoughts. Kai was constantly thinking of him in Crossed. And even into Reached, you learn more about Vic in Reached than you learned in Crossed when he was first introduced. 
And so it's kind of like he weaves himself through the rest of the series, even though, um, yeah, some things happen. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> so. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, you gave this book a four out of five. Mm-hmm. And I think I would agree. And I know you've kind of described why this book was kind of mid. Like, you know, it's the middle child book. It's it's the book that's like, it's required to get to book three to be epic. You know, there's a runway that has to be built and that it book two is the runway. But are there any things about, about Crossed that you just didn't like? Hmm. I didn't... I didn't really like a whole lot that even though Kasha was going to find Kai, Xander was still helping her. But at the same time, it's Xander. He's the best friend. He's the nice guy. So, of course, he has to do it, which makes us all love him even more. Um... But I just kind of felt bad for him in the beginning of the cross book yeah. when he yeah. was helping her and they were having um, meetings um, because it's not like the society didn't know that she chose someone else. Like they had to keep up some act, Yeah. but it seemed like they thought they still had, even though she had literally been kicked out of the society for being interested in an aberration. So... I just feel bad for him because it was just like, ah, oh, dude. Yeah. It's like you yeah. almost, it's like your best I, guy friend that you almost want to be like, I know the girl you're interested in and look what she did to you. And like, what are you doing? So like, that's one thing that made me feel like, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I concur. I concur. Um, I, there's that one scene where when she first sees him, she's so excited that she kisses him on the cheek and like missed his mouth. Like he was, she was close and the pain I felt for him, Mm -hmm. I was just like, oh my gosh, I want to cry for him. I feel so bad. And then they have like their first meeting and then he leaves and he kisses her on the cheek, like missing her mouth, like in the same spot that she kissed him. Yeah. As like a, I know, I know how you feel and I'm hurt by the fact that you don't love me anymore, but I'm still here for you and I still love you. Yeah. And I just was like, I was like. I, Xander, no. Yeah, no. I was. Uh... I, I just felt so sad. I was so sad. I was like, oh, I was like, buddy. I was like, I, oh man, like I, oh, I just, I made all these noises, and I'm like, I just feel so bad. Like, especially that he like went through all this effort to see her. And to be, and to go on a date with her, because that was, like, required by the society, and all of that mm-hmm. for 
her to be like, I'm gonna go find Kai. But even, okay, all right. I'm gonna allow me to tangent for a second. Tangent away. So she, they go to a museum where if you go to the bottom gallery, they're the the museum like operator. They're kind of all in their own like I don't say cult, but like they're all in their own little organization. And all these museum archivists is what they call themselves. Um, they are kind of aides to the rebellion. I feel like they're more of a neutral party, but they um, if you have something valuable to trade. You can trade it and they will give you information about something, anything um, that you're looking for. Um, and it's, it's kept under, it's like a black market kind of trading thing that the society doesn't know about because it's in a museum. Like nobody goes to the museum because it, it, it it's boring, you know? Like, anyway, so she goes to the museum and she has Kai's compass, which is his artifact from the first book. And she has a bunch of tablets from... Uh, like pills from, uh, from Xander, and I just I lost my mind when she traded Kai's compass and kept the pills from Xander. And I, and then she shows him that she kept the pills, as if it was like a hey, I still really like you. Like, hey, look at me. I We're still together because I actually only gave the compass. I didn't even... I traded the compass. I betrayed Kai for you. But then she feels but horrible about switching the compass later. And I'm like, my guy. <laughs> <laughs> I, I know. And it's like in that moment, she's like... I feel like she just feels like she has to please Xander. And so she does that yeah. for him. But I just... One thing about her that, like, on this note makes me not okay um, is <laughs> that you said earlier that she doesn't love him anymore. So you would think that's easy to pick up. Like, she likes Kai. She chose Kai. Gee, I wonder, like, there's no reason to wonder. But... She continuously says through the book that she still loves Xander. And so you're like, how? How do you love Xander? Is it like, best friend, I love you? Or is it like, oh, if I had never joined the rebellion, I would still love you and not want to be with Kai? Because that's probably a lie. Is it like, you're like <laughs> second place, but like almost first? <laughs> like, what? I'm going to cry. Can you imagine being a close second? <laughs> hey, you were a close second. You were almost there. Oh, God. <laughs> I would just want to die. I'd be like, well, what could have I, what could I have done to get to first? Like, in her mind, a heart is a friend zone. She's like, yeah, 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 friend zone. We're friend zoned. We're friend zoned. You're my friend. You're my friend. I love you. I love you. I love you. I love you. I'm going to go with Kai because I love him more. Yeah. It's like, I she just, said I, multiple times through the book, I love Kai and I love Xander, but I love Xander in a different way, but I can't be with him. She didn't say those exact words, but that's kind of the gist that she was getting at through the book. Yeah. Yeah. It was, and it just, I, I, I just, I, uh, it, I lose my mind. Yeah. I, 
I, like, I, uh, just, I, it, it, it's so frustrating. And it is so infuriating. I'm just like, this is not, this is not okay. Yeah. I'm like, love is a choice, so make a choice. Make a decision. Pick one. And, and commit to your choice. And I get it. There's the, like, lovey-dovey, like, warm, fuzzy feelings that come with love. But in the end, like, true love is a choice. Mm -hmm. And you have to make that choice daily. You know, because if we went with our feelings all the time, you know, divorce rates would be through the roof. Yeah. And it's like, no, 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 no. Like, picking and choose, like, picking somebody to be your soulmate and to be with forever is a choice. Yeah. But not for Kasha. She can choose whatever. She's like, she's I want the three cozy sweater. Yeah. She's like, I want the cozy sweater, but I also want the raincoat. That's like not as cozy, but it's still needed. And I'm like, no, <laughs> not in this case. So who's, well, who's the cozy sweater and who's the raincoat? The cozy sweater is definitely Kai because that's literally all she wants all the time. And the raincoat is Xander because he's just there for when she needs him. And not really all the time. And she's yeah. like, yeah. I love you, but like, I like yeah. my cozy sweater more. Like, how often do we wear raincoats, even when it's raining? I'm wearing a sweatshirt or a fur jacket like this when it rains. And I'm like, ew, I don't want to wear a raincoat. Yeah. And I'm like... No, this is not a closet oh. pick. This oh. is human beings. <laughs> yeah. And I just... I... I... The thing is, she's playing with his heart like it's a Rubik's Cube. Flip, 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 yeah. flip, flip. Just getting him in tangles and knots and just making it worse than it already was. Yeah. And he just lets her do it. Yeah. I think that's the hardest part for me, too. Because I'm like, he just sits by because he loves her so much and just takes it. He's too and I'm passive. Like, he can't, like, he can't do anything to be like, Kasha, stop. I know. I know. And I'm like, if only he was just like, you either pick him or you pick me and we're done. Like, it, it, even if he helped her as an ally, that's fine. Yeah. He can be very, he can be passive towards her, but you can tell that he's very affectionate towards her still. And I just am pulling my hair out because I'm like, I, you're not supposed to know. Like, you're hurting yourself. Yeah. I think that's just what's hard is I'm like, Xander, you're also letting this happen to you. Yeah. If you could just say no, let her let her be with Kai, because clearly this is not a healthy relationship for you, and find somebody else. Yeah. But ugh, if anyway, I was I him, like, if I was him, I would be like, okay, you just told me sitting here that you picked Kai, and the end of the matched book. So here's the blue pills. Go find him. 
You were always my best friend, and I love you, but since you don't love me anymore, I can't do anything else for you. Goodbye. And then recover as much as he can alone. Like, maybe still have some contact, but, like, the amount of contact that they have in Cross, at least in the beginning, is, like, Let's like, maybe not. Well, and I, 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 maybe she loves him because he's familiar and, and I know that there's a lot of different things that happen in this book, but I think one of the things is that he's a familiar face and he's what reminds her of her family and her life before all of this happened. And, but like when they first see each other, she's in a camp trying to get to Kai and he shows up and she books it and gives him like the largest hug. And I'm just like, sweetie, you can't do that if you're going to pick somebody else. You're getting yeah. him excited and getting him hopeful that you still want to be with him. Only to tell him, I'm nah. still looking for Kai. Yeah. And for him to, he went in that one, like, four-hour date, went on the largest roller coaster of emotions ever. Like, probably super nervous to see her, super happy to see her. She kisses him, and he's, like, really excited now. And then for her to be like, I still love Kai, and I'm still looking for him. His emotions would have just plummeted. Like, just straight up plummeted. It would have been like, and then he's like unshocked a... disappointment. Yeah. Yeah. And and then to just still go on a date with her and for her to really enjoy it and then for her to trade the compass over the tablets, he gets hopeful again. And then she goes, I'm off to find him. Back down. And then... He gives her a kiss. Yeah. I, 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 I rest. Do what? Unacceptable. I rest my case. Unacceptable. Yeah, I, oh gosh, I, oh, this, yeah. So the other thing that I'm kind of suspicious of if I'm being honest, is why did she really trade the compass? It was Kai's compass. And the reason I think she traded the compass is for her own survival. Because in the society, they were told that the blue pills were meant to... Gosh, I don't re- I don't remember. Help me out, Ash. Do you remember what they were meant for? Yeah, the... Yeah, I think the blue pills were, as the society had put it, were like a daily nutritional value. It's like you take it every day to like have your nutrition, have your strength, and then you have your meals. Um, but it was like a daily thing of like, okay, this gives you energy, this gives you sustenance. Like it was a daily, it, it would be like taking medicine, like supplement. Yeah. Um, but as you find out taking more than one it actually starts to slow you down and then you're immobile yeah and you die yeah if you take more than one and so 
that is another secret that the society is hiding. But nobody knows that who grew up in the society. They were just told this is a very valuable thing and it helps with your survival. If you don't have food, it counts as your food. Yeah. No, it doesn't. But in Cash's mind, which, no, actually, you need to go. I I have now my own thoughts, but you need to go. Um, so with them, as Ash just explained, being the nutritional value, nutritional supplement pills, um, I think that was kind of another slap in the face to Xander because he gives her pills to keep her alive, so he thinks, uh, and help her out on the road to find Kai. And she doesn't trade the pills, which you might be like, well, that's nice to Xander, but actually it's not because they are both thinking that it is for her survival that she has these pills. So really, I think she didn't trade the pills to have anything to do with Xander. I think she didn't trade the pills because she's like, if I don't trade the pills, I will have an ability to keep myself alive to find Kai, having nothing to do with the Xander giving her the pills at all. Yes. However, at the beginning of the book, when she trades the things and they meet up and he goes, did it go okay? She shows him that she kept the pills. Probably to validate herself, I would guess. To be like, hey, look, to make you feel better because I'm picking some other guy. Right. But that means that there was a thought that went into it that was like, Xander will be happy that I chose these and kept these. Not necessarily for my own survival, but because he gave them to me. So I, yes, I think, yes, she probably chose them logically to be like, well, that's my own survival and I'm needed, even though it lies, you know, as we learn later on the book, they're like, don't take the pills. If you take two of them, you're going to slow down and become immobile and paralyzed. And then you're just left for dead. And it's like, but nobody knows that. Nobody knows that. So like this whole time in this book, it's like, they're like, yeah, take a blue pill. We need blue pills. Take the blue pills. And, And and you're like, don't take the pills. Don't take the pills. No, don't take the pills. You don't know that. Don't. Anyway, but she's like, this is my saving grace right here. I... It's not. Anyway, so it just, I think that too is another slap in the face yeah. of like, not only was that not for her survival, but it, it didn't help her in the long run. And I think she did it with, I think she did it for survival. And I also think it was very superficial of her to, to also be like, yeah, look, I kept them. Yeah. You know, I traded the compass for this. And Xander's like, that's a big deal. And he kissed her. Anyway, I I just. Yeah, I think it's I a 50 50. I actually have the book open. I think it's a 50 50. Yeah. Like, it could go either direction. Okay, read. Okay, I'm going to read page 36. And this is the interaction when she trades the compass. Xander's like, are you still going to the outer provinces to find him? And she says, yes. And he's like, you really want this? You want Kai, whatever the cost? And she said, no, not at any cost. And he goes, so where do you draw the line? What won't you give up? And she says, my family. And he says, but you don't mind giving me up, he says. And and it's like his jaw tightens and he looks away. And then her thoughts, as she says, look back. Don't you know that I love you too? That you've been my friend for years? 
that I still feel matched to you in some ways. And then she says, I'm not giving you up. And then she says, look. And then she pulls out the bag of the tablets. And he says, you traded Kai's compass. And she says, yes. And then, this is the, this is the paragraph that makes me think that she did it because she's like, I don't want you to feel bad. She says, Xander smiles, and in the expression, I see surprise and cunning and happiness all mingled there together. I've surprised Xander and myself. I love Xander in ways that are perhaps more complicated than I first expected. Yeah. The next sentence. The next sentence is, but it's Kai I have to find. Yeah. Yeah, what is that? that's why I think it's 50-50. Because she loves Xander, but she said in a flowery way, it's a friend zone love. And that it's a little more complicated because when he's happy, it makes her feel things. And she's like, ooh, all butterflies and rainbows. But then when it's he's not happy and it's more like normal, realistic, she's like, eh, no, you're boring. And so it's like, okay, that's why I think it's half that she, yes, she probably was wanting to show him that she still cared about him, but also half that like, thank you, what you gave me is a necessity for my survival to go find the guy I actually want. Bye. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm sure that it was like, there were two, two sides to this coin. But the fact that she adds the part of... I still love you. And then I just, I, I just, I just, woman, uh, make up your mind. Yeah, but she's also like Stop. 17. So why would the society expect her to actually make up her mind? Which actually they didn't because they made the decision for her. But like, uh, <laughs> this book is tearing us apart. <laughs> Yeah, I'm thinking of, hold on, I'm thinking of a meme right now that I have to pull up. Um, okay, I need to see this meme. It's saved in my favorites. And oh? It's this meme from an Instagram video that I saw. <laughs> like, that's how we're feeling. That's how I feel. Yeah, it's <laughs> just like, hmm... <sighs> but just like all the feels it's all the feels i'm like i'm happy that she decided to pick kai but also i'm sad for xander but i'm also angry at kasha and i'm also angry at xander and i'm also angry at kai but yeah. i also am happy for kai but i'm also sad for kai i'm also i am all the feelings for all the characters and i'm like you guys are a hot mess express yeah. And this is stupid. This is stupid. And then I feel bad for all the other characters getting involved with this love triangle. And I'm like, y'all don't know you're getting yourselves into. Yeah. But have fun. Enjoy the ride, you know? Yeah. And it's like... Anyway, so... I... I just... I feel bad for only Xander. Like, maybe a small part of me feels bad for Kasha. 
And in terms of his backstory, another small part of me feels bad for Kai. But overall, I'm like, I mainly feel bad for Xander. Granted, as I said, he does put himself more into the friendship with Kasha, which he shouldn't do given everything that's happened. Um, but like, he's just like taking the shots, to be honest. Like, Kasha and Kai are like pew pew pew. And and he's like Oh. He's in the crossfire. Oh. oh like he's oh. in the middle of both of them shooting. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. I, I, just... I don't think Kai really intended to like take her away from him. So I that's why I'm like mostly upset with Kasha. But at the same time, like you shouldn't lead someone on if you aren't interested in them. But, like, she's kind of doing that even though she was clear. So I, it's just, like, this ball of confusion where I just want to give Xander a hug and then maybe give a soft punch in the arm for being like, hey, bro, you should not have still been that close to her. And then just maybe give Kasha, like, a flick in the forehead for, like, why are you being so stupid? But also, I get it. If you don't like someone, you don't, like, be with them. And then just kind of slap Kai in the face <laughs> for existing in Kasha's life. <laughs> like, you can exist but, in the but, society, but, and, but, like, not around but Kasha. And, but, and there wouldn't be a storyline for us to read. <laughs> I know. That's my whole problem is, like, oh, my gosh. How much you want to bet that <laughs> Ali Kondi, like, hears reviews like this and is, like... <laughs> like that's exactly what oh. I intended for. That was her entire goal. Listen, yeah. if you've ever written anything, if you can send the person, if you can send your readers into an emotional turmoil, you've won because they have to resolve it. Like I can't just sit here with just crossed and be like, okay, I'm I would done. Die. I can't. I, would... I can't. No. Like, I can't do that. I need to know what happens. And she, so she knows that she's won just by creating the most emotionally turbulent book. <laughs> yeah. And just series. And so you're you like, think. I love you and I hate you. Yeah. And then, yeah. So I, I think she's had this planned from day one. It seems like the most emotionally turbulent um, story until you get to book three. And then you're like, wow, I want to actually cry now for multiple reasons. I would just ask why to Kasha. I'd be like, bro, name five things you know about this man, please. And name five things you know about Xander and tell me how fast she's going to come up with what she knows about Xander and Kai. And she's out here, like, destroying a whole society to marry someone that she barely knows. Which, in the end, obviously, it's about being free from the society more than it is about who she picks in some ways. But also, it's like, go on a couple dates. Like, get a coffee, maybe, before you, like, get kicked out you? of your city and then, like, cross canyons and deadly demise 
situations to find this man who taught you how to write. Oh, do you think? Do you think the society had coffee? I hope, because if I lived there and all this was going on, <laughs> I would need like five shots of espresso or more. I'd be like, if it kills yeah. me, it kills me. I am not. I'm not here for it. If I was like associated with Kasha, then I. If I was her best friend, oh, okay. I just came up with a really fun question. If I was Kasha's best friend, and you can answer this too, how would I like help her through this situation? Approach. This. Yeah, approach this. Who, if I was her friend, I would be there with a latte on her front porch and be like, "I need to sit have- down. We need to chat." <laughs> yes. Oh. Yeah. And if Xander came up, I'd be like, hi, sir. Mush. I need to chat with your girlfriend, whatever they're called now. Yeah. Hmm. I would be like, explain to me your logic. And then you get your coffee. If it's a good (laughs) logical answer. (laughs) I'm like, here it is. It is held hostage. I have your coffee. You want this? Answer me this. <laughs> Why? And then she's like, because of this. And you're like, okay, here you go. <laughs> I'd be like, um, okay, before the ice melts, I'll give it to you. But also I'd be like, that's still a stupid answer. <laughs> yeah. And I think, I think I would probably do the same of like, I think I would just be like, how much do you actually know about this kid? You know, how much do you actually genuinely know? about Kai what do you what what um about like him and his personality do you really know and yes he is a mysterious human being and yep he has a history and yep he's got background and boy does he have the lore like talk about all the all the the history and just his past you're like I want to know but just because you want to know about somebody shouldn't... I don't know. I don't know, because it's hard. Because then she's like, logically, it makes sense for me to be paired with Sander. And that's a great logical thing. But I don't know if she's ever actually had a legit crush on him this whole time. Because she says she's daydreaming about being with him. But then I actually don't know if she ever truly experienced a legit crush. Yeah, she did say that she didn't dream of Xander, like, have a sleeping dream the night that they were matched, which is kind of the first red flag, and I think it seems like a red flag to her, too. She's like, oh, maybe it'll come later. Um, And I don't think it ever does. Yeah. So... It doesn't. But I just... I just... She's so, like, wants to be so accommodating, and I'm like, ma'am, your accommodation for him... Is hurting him. I don't think you realize. Mm-hmm. Like, just own up to the fact that you don't love him and you never have. You like the idea of being with him because it makes so much sense. But if you're not going to choose him, then stop accommodating for him. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, but yeah, I feel like that's how I would approach it. I would be her crazy best friend, who's, and by crazy, I mean like. <laughs> 
not like her because she's she seems pretty chill. Like I'm very outspoken. I like yeah. I can't see her as an outspoken person, so that's where I say I would be the crazy yeah. best friend. I would come in with lattes and yeah. be like Excuse me. You have some what explaining to do. <laughs> Ma'am. Yep. Yep. Ah, <sighs> yeah, it would it would boil me more than water in a tea kettle. <laughs> I love that. Thank or, you. I just like, thought of it now. It would it would boil you more than a gingerbread drowning in hot milk. Yes. Yes. <laughs> or noodles boiling think... for mac and cheese because Ooh, that sounds good. I think I <laughs> would design a sticker for the latte librarians of a gingerbread man oh yeah dying yeah you and sh- just drowning <laughs> drowning in a cup of warm milk or coffee probably coffee yeah and it's like his hands up here and he's like no anyway <laughs> yeah that's amazing that'd be so weird it'd be so weird but it'd be so funny <laughs> one thing too that uh, i just thought of you were saying that yeah. um like, he's mysterious, and that makes him interesting, and he knows how to do all these uncommon things. Well, what I was thinking the whole time you were explaining that was, like, so does a serial killer. <laughs> so does a murderer. <laughs> like, look at Dateline. Look at 48 Hours. Look at, like, every crime podcast. They seem normal. They seem cool and mysterious <laughs> in some ways at some point, sometimes. They seem like sly and like they could really get the ladies. <laughs> and then they've and, and then they've got they've got they've got a hearing in a courtroom that's like guilty life and mur- life and murder. Life in prison. <laughs> Oh my goodness. That <laughs> took me by surprise so hard. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was not ready for that. Oh that's so funny. That was just like cycling <laughs> through my brain. Oh You're my like, gosh. yeah. Kai has a really interesting history. You know who else does? <laughs> Ted Bundy. And you're like, I <laughs> Sorry, I'm crying now. <laughs> I'm okay. I'm okay. But yeah, I mean, mind. it's not wrong. <laughs> like no. <laughs> oh gosh. Yeah. Yeah. That was the best analogy you could have ever come up with. I'm just gonna be like Kai equals Ted Bundy. Like that is now right is that the name of the serial killer am yeah, i remembering correctly yeah. what i mean yeah yeah, yeah. but like oh. just a thought like <laughs> i mean yeah oh and obviously we know kai's not a mind. serial killer but like the logic behind that is like are we really gonna like bet our whole are life are you really just like okay here's the thing here's here's something a quick analysis Kasha is way too vulnerable too fast. Oh, yeah. Someone's willing to give her an ear and she pours out her life. 
And they're like, that's interesting. And she's like, I love you now. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, and- here, let me teach you how to write. And she's like, oh my God, let me tell you more. <laughs> yeah. They're like, oh, what happened to you in the society? And she's like, oh, let me tell you my life story. And so then she recites the book of Matched. And they're probably sick and tired of her. And she's like, I love you now. You've listened to my story. Yeah. You like who I am as an individual. Therefore, I will be marrying you now. And that's just... And I. You I, know what I feel like right now? <gasps> I have to pull this up. Okay, another meme came to mind. <laughs> I feel like this cat. Or whatever it is. <laughs> Where I'm like... Like, what? Yeah, I'm like, huh. That's great. I love that cat. That's a really funny cat. Or the new meme trend that's like, huh? Huh? Yeah. Yeah. Huh? 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 Gosh. Yep, I've made that noise plenty of times reading this book. Or it quite literally, me. <laughs> it quite literally is that meme I made on our Instagram, and it was the um, the one about the um, the audio of like me. I'm not dramatic when I read, but also me. And there's this one line that that like audio says, and it's like, "Who does she think she is?" That and is that's the how theme I feel of this Kasha, book. Yeah, is I'm like. I'm like, I'm like, who does she think she is? Like, and then, it, and then I'm over here like, me, when they discover you've died, you know? Like, and it's not like any death happens in the book or anything, but like, you know, she's just like, like, oh. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, it's just, hmm. I. Anyway, <laughs> as my sister-in-law, I think we've had would enough say, frustration with this. Yeah. Oh yeah. As my sister-in-law would, sister-in-law would say, um, only some people can be girl bosses, and I do not think that Cash is a girl boss in this book. <laughs> no, oh. but here's the thing: is she thinks she is, which I makes know. this whole thing horrible. I'm She's like, girl, like, I'm chilling. And you're like, you can't no. even, I'm like, you, you can't even drink alcohol legally yet. Although I don't know what the rule is in the society, but I'm like, ma'am, yeah. you're in a, you're even, you're a minor. Like you're not even an adult. Yeah. Like, like you think you're like, chilling. You I haven't just... even gotten the ice cubes yet. My guy, like <laughs> you gotta. Yeah. I just, I, <clears throat> And she's over here like, I must know who the pilot is. I must help the re- resistance and the rebellion and this and this and this and this. I am going to find Kai. I am the only one who can go find Kai. And I'm like, God can find Kai for you. <laughs> just. I'm like, just, just. Like, I love her determination, but sweetie, I just. It's come at the cost of other people's happiness, some people's lives. Like, anyway. Yeah. 
Like, I think, I think we've, I, I think we've had enough with this book. I think, I think, I think it's time we get on to the third book. Oh. So much better. That's a lot better, but also a lot more painful. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Oh, gosh. Anyway. Well, Anne, do you have any final thoughts before we wrap up? Um, not particularly. Um, just follow us on Instagram, thelattelibrarians.pod. Follow our YouTube channel, uh, which has all the episodes except for one and two, which is just uh, the Latte Librarians. And um, if you have any questions or any things you want us to talk about, please shoot us an email or a DM on the Instagram. Our email is thelattelibrarians at gmail.com. Uh, we'd love to hear your feedback and we want to talk about what you want to listen to. So um, please give us your yeah. thoughts and uh, yeah, we hope that you have enjoyed this episode with a good cup of coffee, whether it had a dying gingerbread man in it or not. <laughs> um, <laughs> I love it. And I love it. We totally think you guys should read this series. I know you're probably hearing me say that now. Like, are you crazy? Okay, look at Book Talk on Instagram. Like, just look at Bookstagram. Do it. There are plenty of memes that are like, oh, I have this book recommendation for you. Did it destroy my life? Yeah, but read it because it's a good story. <laughs> so, like, all yeah, I gotta say is welcome yep. to Book Talk. <laughs> Yeah, and welcome to just stories. Yeah. Like, you just, there are going to be bits and pieces you don't like. Um, but don't worry. It's, it's, there's light at the end of this tunnel. Um, next week, we will be talking about uh, Reached, which is the third and final book of this series. So strap in, stay tuned. We're excited to get to that next week. Um, and, Anne, can I let him in on a little sneak peek of what's happening the week after? Yes. So, um, last week as we were going through our 2024 to be reads, we came across a book that we are very excited to start reading. And so our new current read for January is The Lying Kind by, is it Allison James? Am yes. I remembering that correctly? Yeah. Yes. Okay. One thing on anyway, that book, so, though, is it apparently was previously published as the lion kind but now it's called lola's missing it's the same exact story it was just republished under a different name so just for any audience members out there who want to follow along um don't get confused if you're like i can't find the lion kind outside of review platforms that's because now it's called lola is missing got it okay well let me scratch that real quick So, the week after next, so we'll have our Reached episode next week, and then uh, the week after that, we are going to be debriefing on Lola is Missing by Allison James, which is our new current read, and we're super excited. We absolutely love mystery and thriller, and this book has got us shook. So, we're really excited. Um, We're going to be unpacking that next week, so I just thought I'd let you guys know so that you kind of have your calendars to you kind of know like oh what are they going to read next and if you want to follow along we'd love to have you guys join us um we're both on story graph and if you want to 
follow us. I'm sure on the YouTube video we can link our StoryGraph usernames down below. Um, I'm not sure how we're going to do that on the podcast. I'm sure on our Instagram we'll have linkable spots for where you guys can go and follow us. Anyway, so yeah, um, we hope you guys had a great new year. Hope you guys enjoyed the holidays. Um, we're back in the swing of things. Uh, welcome to 2024. Welcome to our 2024 TBR list. We are so pumped to start unpacking this at a faster pace. I know we spent a long time with Matched and we've kind of been going back and forth with like Hunger Games and Darcy Coates, but we're excited to be debriefing and reviewing um, the Lola is Missing by Allison James and that'll be in two weeks. So yeah, hope you guys have a great New Year's. Have a great week. Enjoy your day. And we'll catch you next week. Bye, guys.